0: Time now for the Robert Sala Report. Brought to you by Slomans and Infinity.com. And the head coach of the New York Jets joins us right now. Coaches Michael, Don, and Peter. First off, Happy
1: New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. Hope you guys had a good Sunday night and mon- uh, Monday.
0: All good. Hope you did as well with your family. Uh,
1: any decision yet on
0: your quarterback for the weekend?
1: Uh, no, we're still working through uh, uh, to see who's available. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow.
0: If Zach is healthy, would he go or is there still a chance he wouldn't start? Uh no, if he if he's healthy, he'd he'd
1: go. he'd go. He'll go. You
2: know, we were just having a conversation about the defense and we could throw stats out and we could throw, you know, how we feel about the defense overall now that the season almost over here. How do you feel about how the way your defense has played overall?
1: Uh defense played well. It's just uh, you know, we've had a couple of games that uh weren't up to our standard um but but overall when with all things considered uh i feel like the defense has uh performed well with, especially with the backs that we've played this year um it's been a tough schedule but but overall you know i'm always going to have such high expectations for our defense and feel like we should shut out everybody but that's just me um but uh but overall i think it's it's, it's done pretty well
0: we didn't get a chance to talk to you after that game, but were you surprised that Cleveland was able to put up that kind of a half against that, you know, pretty highly vaunted defense?
1: Yeah, no, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Cleveland was not up to our standard. We had some opportunities, too. You know, we uh, feel like we had two interceptions that uh, um, uh, we missed out on, but uh, but overall, give them credit. They did a really nice job uh, making plays when they needed to make plays, and um, they, they were definitely a step ahead of us with regards to to, to everything involved.
2: You, I, we, all, I also was off. Coach didn't get to talk to you after the Commanders game. You didn't exactly look capable of enjoying that win there at the last second.
1: No, it. Um, you know, we, again, we didn't finish it. Buck it up to four really bad, four straight quarters for, for uh, of, of bad ball, and uh, but uh, but I do think uh, defense came back in the second half, played really well because uh, Cleveland was still trying to. Score and, and put up points, and uh, felt like we did a really nice job forwarding it and uh, giving our offense uh, some opportunities. Took the ball away three times, scored on defense. Um, but like I said, it's um, you know the expectation for us here is to to lock opponents down and not let them score. And so it's uh, when that doesn't happen, it's you're always trying to find the right answers.
2: You know, it kind of went viral a bit, Coach. Your reaction to Ritzsimini's question after the Browns' loss about. Your reactions on the field, and you want me to turn over the podium—that whole thing. Um, But I I thought it was a legitimate question, just from the standpoint of you don't look as animated as you did when you were in San Francisco. For is that fair? And if so, why? Um,
1: you know, I I, I, I've gotten up and and spoken about this. I feel like a million times since I've gotten here. But uh, you know, what people see from uh, what people took from animation in San Francisco was celebration. I always celebrate with our team always. And, um, but in, in adverse situations, I'm talking to coaches to try to figure out how we can get the player in the right headspace. So he doesn't have, so he doesn't make a mistake again. Um, I've never undressed a player in the public's eye. I always held it back for, uh, team meetings and, and closed doors. But, uh, so if, if animation means yelling at players and and putting on a show, I apologize for the lack of showmanship. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's never been that it's never been my style, even in San Francisco, where all the passion and fire uh, that narrative was created. It was more in celebration, um, you know playing great defense, getting takeaways, getting stops, uh, and celebrating with the guys and on all the work that they put in to see them have that that success. I'm, I'm always going to be the first one to, to to jump up and down for them. Aside from their family, I guess.
0: Coach, uh, you guys released Alvin Cook today. Why the before the first last game of the year?
1: Um, you know, there's obviously a, a, a business part to it, but delvin has been an unbelievable teammate, and uh, uh, we really, really appreciate his time. I know it hasn't gone nearly as well as anyone had hoped for, especially him and. Uh, Um, But just an opportunity for him to get out there and uh, um, try to finish off the season strong. He's got a lot of juices left in his legs. And like I said, it just didn't work. But uh, again, an opportunity he's done. He's done us well. And we, you know, he's been an unbelievable teammate, like I said. And even through all this adversity, he's been a great mentor to his teammates. He's been a great uh, sounding board for coaches. Um, He's been awesome. And uh, just appreciate everything he's done here.
2: Woody is giving you a vote of confidence. What what does that do for you?
1: Um I'm I'm always uh focused on the next opponent. Right now it's obviously it's the Patriots trying to finish this this thing strong and uh uh always always appreciated. You know, he's uh, I speak to Woody daily and uh, and he's always uh been very supportive, obviously he challenges us daily, but at the same time he it's uh he never wavered with regards to support.
0: Did you ever think that your job was in jeopardy. You say you don't worry about that, but in a quiet moment, when the owner says, you know, you're all coming back, that's got to feel good. But did you ever wonder that you weren't coming back?
1: Uh, honestly, no. Uh, it's just a, um, like I said, it's I uh, I don't, you don't have time to think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just focusing on the moment. You're focusing on trying to get... Uh, uh the do the best job for your players if you're worried about next year you're worried about the past, it just it doesn't it doesn't do anyone any good and i've said it before there's two types there's those who have been fired and those who are about to get fired and um and, you know you just you've got to stay in the moment you got to stay disciplined the players are counting on you to put your best foot forward just like we're counting on them to put their best foot forward so uh worrying about external noise and worrying about jobs and and all that stuff it's it's not, that's not our place. That's for, that's for all of you guys.
0: Robert Sala is our guest here on the Michael K Show. You know, we spoke about this before he came on, so it's only fair to say it to you. You know, this has been the year in the NFL of the backup quarterback. A lot of, lot of starters have been hurt. A lot of teams have survived and almost thrived with backup quarterbacks. What do you think is – I know that you guys have also had a very big extenuating circumstance with the offensive line being ravaged as well but why haven't you guys been able to squeeze more out of your backups than other teams have?
1: Um, I'll, I'll let you, you know, I've got a <laughs> I, uh, stuff that we're going to study. Obviously I've, I've got my thoughts. I've got, uh, you know, and anything I say right now is just going to be presented as an excuse, but, right. it's, uh, but I do think I, I do appreciate the way our guys have battled. We got the four and three um, after the Giants game and, you know, just things didn't go well the, the the way we were hoping for over the second half of the season. Um, we have a chance to finish strong win three of our last five, uh, which would be awesome. But uh, uh, there was a little bump in there where we mm-hmm. just couldn't, couldn't couldn't get over the hump after the Giants game. And uh, you know, there's no excuse for it. We got to be better. We got to be better as coaches. We got to be better as players. We've got to figure out where exactly uh, we went wrong in that middle that middle portion of the season, and uh, and ensure for everybody that it doesn't happen again.
2: And sorry about the redundancy of, of this question because we've asked you a lot over the weeks, but it's really, I think, come to a head over the last two weeks. Twenty six penalties in the last two games, Coach. What is that about? That's just an inordinate amount of penalties.
1: Yeah, no, there's um it, it's it, it hasn't been good. Uh, the discouraging thing about last week, uh, was a lot of the pre snap penalties, um uh the offsides, the illegal formations, the delay of games. Um that's it, that's not good. Um I'll always look inward. obviously on pre snap penalties you're always gonna look inward as a coach, same with post snap. Um and so just just challenging ourselves from an offensive staff, even defense, and making sure that we're we're putting our players in a position to be able to, to be successful. Um I know uh over the last five weeks we've gotten a little bit more production on offense. It's not saying a lot, but it's uh but we have been producing with the exception of the Miami game um And generating points and generating opportunities, we just and with that comes a little bit more uh, complexity with regards to offensive design and uh you know we 're trying to create more space so like i said it's it 's things that we 've got to be better at uh we 've got to find a way to simplify for our players, but remaining complex uh so we can keep the ball moving the way uh in the manner of which we all desire but um but it 's definitely something that we 've all got to look at and make sure that we 're we 're much more efficient in these situations moving forward.
0: Everything is baby steps. Is it important to win this game against the Patriots just to get that monkey off your back while they haven't won 15 straight games? And, you know, you go into next year with a clean slate. How important is this game for you?
1: Um, I feel like every game's important. I mean, it's kind of a – I know it's kind of cliche, but we put in so much work. Players put in so much work. They're sacrificing their bodies. Coaches are spending hours upon hours in these meeting rooms trying to – uh, come up with a game plan and they'll stay here till 2, 3 in the morning and players will grind and through practice and they're going to go through a 70 play game on each side of the ball. Um, you don't do all that with the expectation to, to, not, to not win. You, you do it to win a football game, you do it to put your best foot forward and uh, uh, so it always feels good to win regardless of the time of year, regardless of what's at stake um, whether it's preseason, postseason, in season, it doesn't matter. You want to win every game that you play. All right, so I got to finish with this. You have seven kids. Christmas.
0: Do you make sure that each kid gets the exact same amount of gifts? Does that fall under your wife's um, uh, official duties or your duties? I mean, does each kid get five gifts? So it's thirty-five. I mean, how does that work?
1: So you know, it's whatever Santa comes up with. Right. Right. Listening.
0: Absolutely, but you know, you're you're in, you're in conference, you know, in, in constant, constant contact, contact hat, with them, yeah.
1: <laughs> But, uh, but no, you know, uh, put on the list, uh, you know, they've been good. Santa usually comes up See, big. so <laughs> That's the answer, Michael.
2: What, what does Robert have to do? This is Santa's problem.
0: But I understand. Like, my kids wanted iPhones. So I said, no, Santa doesn't do electronics. Right. It's not happening. So why are you asking Robert or but, Robert's uh, wife about uh, number of okay, presents? So this is a Santa <laughs> issue. Coach, did Santa <laughs> give each kid the same amount of gifts?
1: No, uh, you know, if it's on, if it's on the Christmas, I think it was, if it was on the Christmas list, list Santa came through this year. So, all right. Um, you know, it depends if they, if they want one big thing or they want five little things, whatever they come up, with, I leave my wife to that one and she figures out the uh, best way to deliver that message. I'll
0: tell you <laughs> what, I, I have two kids coach and like Christmas morning is like a zoo. I can't imagine seven kids screaming and opening gifts. It must be amazing.
1: Uh, it's, you know what? At 4:30 uh, in the morning, the wife is not happy because she's being woken up because they keep opening and closing the door. <laughs> I know. But, um, but it's it's a blessing. Uh, the good Lord's blessed us all, and we have the ability to give our kids as much as possible and put them in a situation where they can be happy every morning. And it's uh, you know, not everyone can say that, and uh, so we we're always blessed. All right, well, we
0: will talk to you next week with a post-mortem. I know this has not been an easy year for you and dealing with us as well, but we thank you and a, and a Happy New Year to you and good luck on the weekend.
1: Happy New Year, guys. Appreciate you all. all you right. too.
0: That was the Robert Sala Report brought to you by Sloman. Sloman says low-price home heating oil. For all New York football fans, low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Slomans has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL at infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at infinityusa.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today.